In 1521, at the Diet of Worms, Martin Luther was asked to recant his writings. Luther responded, Unless I am convinced from the sacred scriptures that I am in error, I cannot and will not recant. Here I stand, I cannot do otherwise. God help me. Amen. Will you stand with us as we proclaim these Reformation truths in the 21st century? You can take your stand by becoming a monthly or annual contributor to Issues Etc. Find out the benefits of becoming an Issues Etc. confessor, apologist, reformer, or patron on the Support Donate page at issuesetc.org. Click the picture of Martin Luther posting the 95 Theses. Help us proclaim the solas of the Reformation. Scripture, faith, grace, and Christ alone. Here we stand, Issues Etc. and you. in a country that is almost entirely Greek Orthodox, and yet not be an Orthodox believer, rather to be an evangelical, a Protestant believer, and then, over time, to find the truths of the Reformation in the Lutheran confessions and be one of only a few Lutherans in your country. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. It's Reformation Day during Reformation Week here on Issues, etc. Our series is Paths to Lutheranism. Joining us to describe his path to Lutheranism from evangelicalism, Jordan Sakmalas. He's a married father of two in northern Greece and a member of the Lutheran Church in Romania. Jordan, welcome. Nice to meet you. How is it that you were baptized Orthodox but raised evangelical? It happened actually as, uh, like this. Uh, my uh, father was raised in uh, the evangelical district of my town, Caterini. My town is uh, unique in Greece because it has a district called Evangelical District. From Greek evangelicals who came in Greece after the Asia Minor disaster of 1922, when all the Greeks of Anatolia, today Turkey, came in Greece, and most of the evangelicals came in my city, and uh, they built this uh, district called Evangelical District. So my father was raised here, but his father was an Orthodox, and his mother an Evangelical. My mother was from both sides an Evangelical, and when they got married, the sisters of my father, all the evangelicals, insisted me, as the firstborn son, to be baptized in the Orthodox Church as a tribute to their father, who was, until the end of his life, an Orthodox, my grandfather. Jordan, how would you describe the religious makeup of Greece? Greece is prevalently an Eastern Orthodox country, by history, by tradition, until the first times of the history of the Christian Church. During the Byzantine era, during the Ottoman era, and um, when modern Greece was created. But also in Greece, you can find almost half percent of the population 
Roman Catholics from the time of the Crusades when the people from the Italian peninsula came here in order to serve the cross and they stayed here and they built their crusade states here. And uh, some of uh, their descendants still live here. They are Greeks and they are Roman Catholics, especially in the islands of Cyclades in the Aegean Sea. And after the first half of the 19th century, we can find in Greece some Presbyterian and Free Church brethren, Protestant missionaries, and the first Greek language uh, composed uh, of Greeks, uh, Protestant churches in Greece. You can find here, uh, we speak about half percent of the population, and you can find here Presbyterians, Free Churches, Baptists, Methodists, many Pentecostals. You can find outside the Protestant world Jehovah's Witness, and you cannot find at all Lutherans. How would you describe the theology and practice of the Evangelical Church in Greece? The Evangelical Church in which I was born and raised, it belongs to the Presbyterian theology. But it's a peculiar kind. It is not very prevalent, the Calvinist component. As I was raised up, I was raised up with mixed ideas. We used to baptize uh, children. This was a, a dedication of children to God and a proof of the faith of their parents, a symbol, not a fact, not a reality, as we Lutherans believe, as Eastern Orthodox believe also. Mainly, the teaching of uh, the Church is deeds-based, deeds-centered. I never fully understood what the Gospel is. I thought that the Gospel is uh, something like a new law, and nothing more than this. I had to prove to God that I deserve to be saved because of His sacrifice for me. At the time, did you know anything about Lutheranism? The only thing I knew about uh, Luther was that he was a kind of a hero of the faith, the father of the Protestant Church, a, a, a kind of father for us also, because for me, all the Church uh, members here, Protestants are different flavors of the same thing. I never realized what Luther actually said about baptism, about Holy Communion, about absolution, about um, the Word that creates faith, all these beautiful things we have in our uh, theology. I knew nothing about this specifically. The main book someone could read about Luther in Greek was the renowned book, Here I Stand. You say that growing up you were very proud of your membership in the Evangelical Church. Why was that? For me, a basic part of my identity was um, that I was a Greek. My Greek language, my Greek culture, the history of Greece, all these things was my national, my ethnic identity. But among Greeks, among the Greek world, 
inside the Greek world. The sector that made me and my community different was the Protestant affiliation one. So for me, being a Greek was important, but being a Protestant Greek was my specific identity. For us here in Greece and in other countries, in Italy, for example, uh, Protestants have a kind of their own national identity inside the broader national world. They think that they are representatives of the West, of modernity, of more adequate worldview than the local people, the Eastern Orthodox people. So this was a very important fact of my component of my identity. How did the 2010 economic collapse of Greece affect you and your view of your country and of your church? Yeah, for me, the economic collapse of Greece in 2010, uh, very unique among all the Western countries, was something that um, took me off my sleep. For the first time, I wanted to know more economics so to be able to understand what happened to my country. I started to read about the politics, about economic, financial things and matters. And for me, it was very strange that I discovered that among the members of my broader community all over Greece, you could find all the different political opinions shared by all the Greek population. You could uh, hear right-wing things, uh, left-wing things. The Germans were responsible for what happened to us. The Americans were responsible for what happened to us. These kind of things. So, for me, this was a, a ring, a bell ringing. You have to study more. You have to stop taking some things in advance, learn from the start. And among these things, I started to want to learn more about my faith, about my Protestantism, about what Presbyterianism, and all these things. And uh, I have to confess that the Internet, with all the material, the rich material it provides, was very, very useful to me. What attracted you to Calvinist theology at first? Initially, I started to, as a Presbyterian, I discovered that Presbyterianism is a kind of Calvinism. This was a discovery for me because I didn't know this. I was raised in a Presbyterian church in which Calvin has a very bad name. Calvin is something bad. Luther is a positive figure. We know nothing about uh, his theology, but Calvin, although Presbyterians are Calvinists, was a very pejorative figure, a, a very negative figure. So I had to, to start with Calvin, and I read in depth his uh, institutes, his uh, commentaries on uh, Bible books, and I discovered many beautiful things and many problematic things. How did Roman Catholic theology change your mind about the sacraments? 
A great, great influence for me was the channel of the Roman Catholic Church in America, in YouTube, where I discovered a show called The Journey Home. There, many former evangelicals of all the Protestant denominations came to give their testimony, their story, how they were converted from evangelicalism to the Roman Catholic Church. And there, I discovered the testimonies of many Presbyterians, Reformed, Baptists, very educated scholar theologians and uh, pastors as Scott Ann, David Anders, and others who influenced me with their testimonies to start be very critical to my Protestant beliefs and give a chance to the Roman Catholic one in which it started very strongly to have influence and impact on me the cup of the Holy Communion, of the Holy Eucharist, that this is Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins. The first time I heard about these things very clearly and adamantly explained was in this Roman Catholic channel. Jordan Sakamalis is our guest. He's describing his path to Lutheranism from evangelicalism. He says he felt betrayed by his original church. We'll find out why next. Issues Etc. relies on a small group of faithful supporters called the Issues Etc. Reformation Club. These listeners have pledged to become monthly or annual contributors to Issues Etc., and this allows us to budget our expenses more efficiently. Now, there are four levels of giving. The Confessor, $25 monthly, or an annual gift of $250. The Apologist, $50 monthly, or an annual gift of $500. The Reformer, $100 monthly or an annual gift of $1,000. And the Patron, $200 monthly or an annual gift of $2,000. Reformation Club benefits include shirts, books, broadcast transcripts, and advertising for confessional Lutheran churches. Learn more about joining the Issues Etc. Reformation Club on the support donate page at issuesetc.org. And look for the picture of Martin Luther posting the 95 Theses or call Lynn 618 618- 223-8385, The Issues Etc. Reformation Club. This is Kevin Hildebrand, cantor at Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, inviting you to our campus in November for the annual Good Shepherd Institute Conference, November 5th through 7th. This year's conference includes addresses by Brian Spinks, Paul Grimm, and James Busher, and there's excellent music, including a Bach cantata with the Seminary Cantorai, and a hymn festival at St. Paul's Lutheran Church. For complete details, visit ctsfw.edu gsi. Our Christian faith is under constant attack, and we must be proactive in keeping our children in the church. At Faith Lutheran School in Plano, Texas, we believe that an education rooted in God's Word is one that stands against the very gates of hell. Nothing in this world is more important. 
Offering a rigorous classical Lutheran education, we provide in-person and live online remote learning opportunities for preschool through grade 12. To learn more, visit flsplano.org, flsplano.org. Casting Christ's net on the Internet. You're listening to Issues Etc. Holy Cross Lutheran Church, Moline, Illinois, invites you to join us in receiving the Lord's gifts in word and sacrament. Sunday services are at 8.15 and 10.45 a.m., with Bible class and Sunday school at 9.30 a.m. We are located in the Quad Cities at 4107 21st Avenue, Moline, Illinois. Welcome in the name of our Lord. Not everyone is comfortable with new technology. Dial-A Podcast gives all generations of your congregation an easy way to hear your sermons or even devotionals and Bible studies. Once you've completed a simple one-time setup, we take care of the rest. All your congregants have to do is dial the number from any phone to listen to your latest podcast, all at no additional cost to them. Dial-A Podcast. Extend the reach of your sermons. Get started at dialapodcast.com now. Welcome back. I'm Todd Wilkin. This is Issues Etc. It's Reformation Week, and on this Reformation Day, Jordan Sokmalis is our guest. We're talking about his path from evangelicalism to confessional Lutheranism. He's a member of the Lutheran Church in Romania. Jordan, you say that this particular point in your life, you felt betrayed by your original evangelical church. Why? I felt betrayed because they hid many important things. I consider myself an educated man, a man that all my life, I was in law with uh, books, with uh, words, with literature, with ideas. And I was very careful when I attended the sermons in my church. I never understood, I never realized we are Presbyterians, what this exactly means. What is Calvinism? What Calvin believed about baptism, about uh, Holy Communion? Ideas that are not exactly the same as the Dwinglian one, the modern Presbyterian world, even in America, accepts. And if we take as a fact that all of the pastors of our community in Caterini, in Thessaloniki, in Athens, everywhere in Greece, were educated in great, very well-renowned evangelical seminaries and theological schools of uh, the United States, Gordon Goldwell, Whitton College, and other of uh, this uh, kind, they knew something more. Why they did never share it with us. Why they left us in um, a kind of blindness in some very important aspects of the history of Protestantism, of the specificity of being a Presbyterian, of Calvinism, of Lutheranism, and all these things. You intended to convert to Roman Catholicism. Why was that? I'm almost ready to be converted to Roman Catholicism. My wife is from Athens, and in Athens we can find many Roman Catholics with their organized communities and churches and activities, 
So in the center of Athens, I started to attend the liturgy of the Roman Catholic Church of the center of Athens, and I had the privilege to come in contact with Greek Roman Catholic theologians and priests and other members of their communities. Also, I had an in-depth discussion with the Archbishop of Roman Catholics in uh, Greeks. The reason I had all this love affair with the Roman Catholic Church was because of the influence of the American Roman Catholic channels in YouTube, in uh, which I learned so many things about what baptism is, about what the Holy Communion is, the absolution is, and all these precious and important aspects of our faith. What was still missing during your time in the Roman Catholic Church, theologically? As I was attending the Roman Catholic Church and uh, listening to the sermons very carefully, always reading the catechism, it is translated in uh, the Greek language, always listening to the videos and the lectures I found in the Roman Catholic channels in YouTube, I noticed that in fact the sermons theology, soteriology, was not based on the sacraments, but it was based primarily on the attempt of man to prove to God he must be justified by God because of his deeds, because of his ascent to the ladder towards uh, heaven. Many times I discovered that their sermons was almost identical with the ones I used to listen to my uh, evangelical church, uh, churches and communities. And this was very problematic for me in my will to be part of the Roman Catholic Church and to be converted to, its, uh, to this church. How were you first exposed to Lutheran theology? Again, because of uh, Internet, the material I found there in YouTube channels, and the first, first video was one of my beloved and personal friends. I met him here in Greece, Pastor Brian Bortmuller. I found his video, a Lutheran video, Protestant video for me. One of the same kind with the church in, in which I was born and raised. And the title was From Evangelicalism to Lutheranism. I put this uh, video in my archive. Um, someday I will listen to it. Maybe I will listen, I guess I will listen the same with other Protestant stuff. My main concentration was to learn more about Roman Catholicism, about Roman Catholic theology, and all the beautiful stuff I found there. But one day the time came, and I said to myself, let's uh, give a chance to this video. Let's hear what this guy says there. And it was amazing. It was something that opens your mind, opens your soul, it was a revelation. It was something so personal, 
because the personal experiences Brian Goldfinger had in the evangelical world was also my experiences. And all these things he said about the Lutheran theology was so similar to basic elements of the Roman Catholic one, but in a more healthy base, more clear, more crystal clear, adamantly clear, very salvific, very joyful, so real beautiful, beauty per se, Jesus, and only Jesus. Being only uh, one of a few Lutherans in Greece, how do you have access to the liturgy and the sacraments? We thank, uh, me and my family, we thank God because at the right moment, before the pandemic came and we had all these measures, thank at home and all these things, God sent to us through internet the pastor who cooperates with the LCMS in uh, Europe and Asia, the Romanian pastor Sorin Korea Trifa. Pastor Sorin is an admirable man, uh, very good educated in the, in the Lutheran theology, a brilliant man with uh, great love for Jesus and for the Lutheran theology. He sent me a, a message because he attended a discussion I had in a Lutheran group with other Lutherans, and he didn't know it, that in Greece there are Lutherans. And he sent me a letter, asked me if there is a church there, if we have a pastor. I answered to him that we have nothing, we are as a family. He offered to us the opportunity to come from Romania, 800 kilometers, you have to cross Bulgaria and then come to our country in order to have a sermon, church, liturgy, and above all, the Holy Communion, the Holy Eucharist, the body and the blood of Christ. So because of Sorin, we very quickly were attached, were confirmed to a Lutheran church, although our pastor lives 800 kilometers away in another country. I'm Todd Wilkin. You're connected to Issues Etc. It's day two of Issues Etc. Reformation Week. We're discussing Jordan Sokmala's journey to Lutheranism from evangelicalism. He's a married father of two children in northern Greece and a member of the Lutheran Church in Romania. Folks, on this Reformation Day, please stand with us in proclaiming the biblical truths rediscovered during the 16th century Reformation by joining the Issues Etc. Reformation Club. It's a group of faithful listeners who pledge to support this worldwide outreach monthly or annually. Membership premiums include books, shirts, broadcast transcripts, and advertising for your confessional Lutheran church. For more information, visit the support donate page at issuesetc.org and look for the picture of Martin Luther posting the 95 Theses or call Lutheran Public Radio, 618-223-8385, the Issues Etc. Reformation Club. When we come back, we'll find out why Jordan has begun translating the small catechism, the Augsburg Confession, and various writings of Martin Luther.
Lutheran Talk. The cause of our salvation doesn't lie within us, but instead it lies outside of us, namely in the mercy of our God who sends his Son to live and die and rise again for us. Lutheran Music. Listen anytime, anywhere with the Lutheran Public Radio mobile app. Download for iPhone, Android, and Kindle at issuesetc.org. The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod cares deeply for those who protect our nation. Are you or a loved one currently serving? Ministry to the Armed Forces would like to help. We provide devotional literature to encourage faith. Send your mailing address to lcmschaps at lcms.org or call us at 314-996-1337. Those in uniform are comforted with Psalm 28. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him and He helps me. The Faith, Once for All, Delivered to the Saints. You're listening to Issues Etc. Two millennia ago, Pilate uttered one of the most profound questions that we still ask in the modern era. What is truth? Many today would say that truth, like beauty, is in the eye of the beholder, or perhaps in the heart. But that's not what truth is for the Christian people of God. Truth is found in Christ alone. To learn more about the Lutheran view of truth, pick up the November issue of The Lutheran Witness. Visit cph.org witness or our website witness.lcms.org to learn more. The Lutheran Witness, helping you interpret the world from a Lutheran perspective. The weather is changing, the leaves are falling, and you'll soon be setting up your church's Christ one tree this Advent. But there's a problem. Remember, Aunt Mabel's Christmonds are from the 80s. They're made of styrofoam. The glitter has dropped off and they're being held together with toothpicks. Rush on over to Ad Crucem to fix the situation. We offer all the old designs and a whole lot of new ones. Visit adcrucem.com. That's A-D-C-R-U-C-E-M dot com. Jordan Sagmalis is our guest. It's our series, Paths to Lutheranism, during this Issues Etc. Reformation Week. We're hearing about his path from evangelicalism. Jordan, you've begun translating the small catechism, the Augsburg Confession, and various writings of Luther. Why? The reason I did it was because, unfortunately, in Greek language, this great language with uh, the great history and the great literature, you can find absolutely nothing Lutheran. I have to be honest, only the last year, an edition house in Athens decided to translate a very slim book of uh, Luther on Christian freedom. This book is the only one you can find in uh, the Greek language market about the Lutheran theology. So I decided to start to translate some basic Lutheran texts and also many sermons, over 400, 500 sermons, in order to send them via internet to people, friends, and uh, others. I have the uh, privilege to meet in internet, in Facebook, and all these things, in order they have the opportunity to read a Lutheran text, a Lutheran theological sermon. And I could say that the main reason 
was the lack of Lutheran literature in Greek language, and my aim to offer to my language, to uh, my people, uh, some basic Lutheran texts. Tell us about the summer retreat of pastors that you were able to organize. The LCMS Eurasia, under the wings of which uh, we are here in the Balkans, in Italy, and other uh, countries in Europe, proposed to us maybe they could come a summer in Greece, in our area, to have their summer retreat. Especially my wife, who is very practical and very good organizer, had a very good uh, cooperation with the Americans who live in uh, Italy, Michael and Nancy Moritio. They are responsible for uh, this kind of matters in the LCMS Eurasia. She cooperated with them in order to have the summer retreat here. And this happened only 20 kilometers away from our home in a very beautiful side near the sea under the mountain Olympus, which is in our area, the legendary mountain of the ancient Greeks. And uh, we had the joy and the happiness to be with uh, so many Lutherans and to participate in the liturgy, have discussions and have um, friendship with them. You are praying that God will send you a Lutheran pastor. Why is that so important to you? For me, it's very important we have a Lutheran pastor here, and especially a Lutheran pastor who loves Greece, who is passionate about Greece, and who wants to learn the language perfectly so he can communicate with the people. Because, okay, I am a teacher in my profession. I love the Lutheran theology. I can discuss with uh, some people about our theology, but it is very important, I can say to them, and you can continue this discussion we have with theological trained and educated man, our pastor, who lives there. This is very important for me, not to be just me, a lay person, but a theologically educated, in a seminary, a pastor, a confirmed pastor, to live here in Greece, so people can be able to discuss with him about our theology. Someone might ask, Jordan, why confessional Lutheranism and not Greek Orthodoxy? Yes, this is a question many Lutherans ask from time to time. In uh, Lutheranism, I discovered with uh, great glad that there is an admiration for the cultural elements of Eastern Orthodoxy, the icons, the churches, the atmosphere, the smell of uh, the interior of uh, Eastern Orthodox uh, temples. These are things, even me, I admire and I love because they are so dearly connected with my country, my culture, my language, the beautiful chants with the beautiful words of the Eastern Orthodox Church are so beautiful things and very important for me. But, unfortunately, their theology is highly, very strongly synergistic 
this is something all Lutherans must understand and realize. There is a tendency among the Westerners, and especially the Americans, to try to find the light in the East. But I have to tell them that in the East you cannot find something else but human sinfulness. And when a church has all these beautiful things, baptism, confession and absolution, holy communion, the word of God, as means of grace, but they don't base their theology on them, but on how right and strongly you cooperate with God in order to prove to him that you are adequate to go to heaven, this theology is problematic. It's very problematic. It's the same problems we find in our Protestant friends when we discuss with them about the means of grace, about the sacraments. Their sacrament theology is disastrous. In Eastern Orthodoxy, it is made a in the greater part, it is not, but the soteriology is almost the same. It's synergistic. They may use the words grace and faith, but it is just decisions you have to take and you have to prove to that that it, it, it is not only words, but deeds. This is a very problematic and very but for everyone who wants bona fide to be converted in the Eastern Orthodox Church. It's not the right place to find Jesus. Finally, Jordan, what did you find in Lutheran theology and practice that was missing for you before? I found that the Word of God elects me, and the Word is very powerful. The word, Jesus, is enough. Jesus took on his shoulder all our sins, and this is enough. And the word, through sermons, the word in baptism, the word in Holy Communion, the word in confession and absolution, the word does everything. This is the gospel. Not us, not our ego-centered, or puritanical, or pietistic, or synergistic ideas about what Christianity is. So I mean that in the Lutheran theology I found a clear distinction between law and gospel, and the amazing beauty of the gospel, as I never found it in other places. Jordan Sakmalis is a married father of two children in northern Greece and a member of the Lutheran Church in Romania. Jordan, thank you very much. I thank you. Issues Etc. Reformation Week continues Wednesday with our theme, Paths to Lutheranism. We'll talk with Pastor Eric Anderson about his path from Roman Catholicism to confessional Lutheranism and its media coverage of religion with journalist Terry Mattingly. Jesus commanded to make disciples of all nations by baptizing and teaching with the promise I am with you always to the end of the age and he is still keeping that promise all over the world. I'm Todd Wilkin. I'll talk with you tomorrow. 
Thanks for listening to Issues Etc. Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc. Issues Etc. is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is vital for the continuation and expansion of this worldwide outreach. Our mailing address, Issues Etc., P.O. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also donate at our website, issuesetc.org. Issues Etc. is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio. Would you like to learn about the Reformation theology you hear on Issues Etc.? We'll send you a pamphlet of Luther's small catechism for free. It contains the biblical teachings on the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer, Baptism, the Lord's Supper, and Confession and Absolution. Order your free copy of Luther's small catechism today. Just send your name and mailing address to talkback at issuesetc.org. St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Wildwood, Missouri is a proud sponsor of Issues Etc. And if you enjoy the relevant, Christ-centered teachings presented on this program, then you should come and join us at St. Paul's on Sundays at 9 a.m., where you will hear sermons that proclaim Jesus Christ and Him crucified for our sins and enjoy in-depth Bible studies to help us grow as disciples. For more information, check us out at stpaullutheranwildwood.org.